Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. Today, Lizzie, her dad, Mr. Matthews, and Joey and I are in our town of New Garden at Mr. G's house for our weekly Bible study. So please stay tuned as we look into God's living word, the Bible. Mr. Matthews? Hi, Joey. Is Lizzie ready to walk to Mr. G's for our Bible study? Come on in. Come on, get out of the cold. Lizzie's almost ready, and I'm going to walk over with you to say hi to Mr. and Mrs. G. Joey, I'm so pleased that my daughter Lizzie and you can go to Mr. G's Bible study. Lizzie, Joey's here. So, Joey, how do you like New Garden? I like it here because it snows just like in Minnesota. And there are some good ice cream shops in town. Joey, you like ice cream even in the winter? Yep, I like ice cream any time of the year. I like shakes, malts, and banana splits. Well, Joey, you really do like ice cream. Did you ever get a brain freeze before? What's that, Mr. Matthews? You know, Joey, it's when you eat something cold too fast and your nose and brain feel like they're freezing up. Hi, Joey. I'm ready, Dad. Okay, off we go. Peanut says she'll be at the G's helping Mrs. G bake some granola bars. Look how pretty the snow is. Dad, what makes it sparkle like that? <laughs> Lizzie, actually it's the sunlight reflecting off the snowflakes. It's so bright I can barely see where I'm going. The snowflakes look like millions of diamonds. God has made some remarkably beautiful things, including the snow. How far is it from your house to Mr. G's house, Mr. Matthews? It's just a little over three blocks, Joey. You know, I've been really looking forward to meeting Mr. and Mrs. G. I can see their front door and the garage door is open. Hun, go ahead. Ring the doorbell. Sure, Dad. Well, hi, Lizzie. Hi, Joey. You must be Lizzie's dad. Hi, Mrs. G. Hi, Peanut. Hello, Mrs. G. Hi, Peanut. Hey, guys. Hello. My name is Mark Matthews. In fact, Lizzie has told me a lot about you and Mr. G, and I've been looking forward to stopping over for a visit and also a Bible study. Oh, that's great. Mr. G is in the garage working on our snowblower. Let's step over there, and I'll introduce you. Why don't we start out with prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we are very grateful today for our life and for our health and that you provide the things necessary for our existence. But most importantly, may your grace be upon us so that we may inherit eternal life. We ask you for insight into your living word, the Bible, 
In Jesus' name, amen. Peanut, could you read our memory verse? Sure, Mr. G. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Thanks, Peanut. In Matthew 17, 1 through 3, and verse 5, God records the account of the Lord Jesus giving us a glimpse of his true glorious nature. There we read, And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Wow, that's really neat. Yes, it is. God gives us another description of this amazing event in Luke 9, 28 and 29. Lizzie, can you read those verses for us? Okay, Luke 9, 28 and 29. And it came to pass about in eight days after these saints, he took Peter and John and James. Excuse me, I've been having the hiccups all afternoon. Oh, that's okay. No problem, Lizzie. That's fine. You can keep reading. And went up into a mountain to pray, and as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was... Excuse me, there I go again. That's okay, go ahead. Altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. And God gives us even more information in Mark 9.3. Joey, can you read that? Sure, Mr. G. Mark 9.3. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow so as no fuller on earth can white them. Mr. G, does raiment mean clothes? And what's a fuller? Peanut, raiment does mean clothes, and a fuller is someone who bleaches clothes very white. The Lord Jesus' countenance or face and clothing became blindingly bright and white for the short period of time. Why do you think he did this? I can think of one reason. He's showing us that he is eternal God. That is definitely true, Mr. Matthews. When we think of all the people here on earth, who on their own can shine like the sun? Nobody. That's right, Lizzie. Mr. G, when Mr. Matthews, Lizzie, and I were walking over here, the snow was so bright, I could hardly see where I was going. Yeah, and Joey almost tripped and fell into a snowbank. Hey, don't make fun of me. Okay, guys, (laughs) settle down. Remember, kids, when someone gets hurt, It's important that we don't make fun of them because that could happen to us too. When we experience the brightness of the sun here on this earth, God is giving us a small picture of what it's like to be in his glorious presence. God says in 1 Timothy 6, 16 of the Lord Jesus, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and and power everlasting. Amen. Mr. G, I just thought of something. If this verse says that no one else can see the light of Jesus, then how did the three apostles look at him on the mountain? 
That's an excellent question, Peanut, and I think we can safely see one possible answer. The Lord Jesus could have supernaturally made it possible for Peter, James, and John to look upon him in the same way that the Lord Jesus caused Peter to be able to walk on water. Mr. G, I thought of this verse in 1 John. Would you like to read it for us, Mr. Matthews? Okay, but please call me Mark. All right, thanks. Okay, in 1 John 3, verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So everybody in the whole wide world will see Jesus looking like the sun and snow when he comes again, Mr. G? Well, Lizzie, this verse is speaking to believers because it says we shall be like him. Actually, everybody will see the Lord Jesus Christ return on the last day. The difference is that for the elect, he will come as their Savior. This is what we want to focus on today. For those who are not his people, he will come as their judge. And perhaps in another study, we can talk about that. I agree. I can really see that. Wow, that's very, very scary. It sure is, Joey, but for now, I would like to look at a few more verses that speak about those to whom God has given the gift of eternal life, and as well as to those who have yet to receive that gift. Peanut, would you like to read 1 John 1, 5? Let's see, 1 John 1, 5. This, then, is a message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Thanks, Peanut. In 1 John 1, 5, God is really showing us that he is light, and where light is, there is life. We also read in John 1, 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. John eight twelve is also very helpful. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Hmm. You know, all these verses seem to be talking about light, Mr. G. You're absolutely right, Peanut. Just like Jesus' face shone like the sun, and we have learned that where there is light, there is also life. And the light and life that Jesus gives his people, the Christians, is the light of truth to understand the Bible and eternal life. Can we know what God is teaching about his face? I think we can safely say that when a person directs their face toward another person, they are paying attention to that person. And we know that God pays very close attention to those he came to save, who were dead in trespasses and sins before God saved them. Okay, who wants to read our next verse? Me! Wow, the response was overwhelming. I guess we need three verses. Joy, yours is going to be Psalm 80, verse 19. Okay, Psalms 80, verse 19. Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Peanut, your verse is number 625, and Lizzie can take verse 26. Okay, number 625. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. Lizzie, now it's your turn. 
Okay, number six twenty-six. The Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. All these verses are talking about how one can only be saved if Christ looks upon them with salvation. There is one final verse that I hope will drive this point home and help us all to see the wonderful salvation that God has provided through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark, could you read Second Corinthians four, three and four, and verse six? Sure, I'd be glad to. We read in Second Corinthians four. Verses three, four, and six. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ, honey, I have some hot apple cider and homemade granola bars for everybody. Well, kids, I'm afraid we've come to the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International, and care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, nine four six two one. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye.